I believe that uh, the Lord just wants to confirm that, that that he's uh, already done this morning, that that came forth from his heart. His heart was, was speaking this morning. His heart was talking. Praise the Lord. And, and anybody that ever speaks is always glad to get a confirmation, know that you heard what the Lord was saying. And, and uh, I could just sense, sense that this morning, that the Lord was was saying that his word was going to perform, confirm that that he spoke during worship service. There's a ministry that takes place during worship service and praise. There's a work that's, that's uh, done within our very being. There's an opening up of our spirit that we can receive. And, and we can not only receive, but we can give back. You know, there's that that comes from within, that the desire to give back. And, and, of course, nothing that we give can ever compare to what we receive. But he's very, very grateful to receive from his children. He's grateful. He's thankful. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. He's as near as our breath. He's as near as our breath. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 56. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to do a lot of reading today and just uh, allow the Spirit of the Lord to minister that that he wants to say. Uh, he's already set the tone. He's already, he's already spoken and ministered, so let's just hear a little further that that he wants to say and that that he wants to do. That that he's expecting of us. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to start. Uh, I guess I'll start in verse 1, but really I want to uh, dwell mostly on 7, 8, 9. Thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment and do righteousness. For my salvation is near, and my righteousness is to be revealed. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. Neither let the son of the stranger that hath joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbath, and choose, and choose the things that please me, and take hold of my covenant. Even unto them will I give in mine house, and within my walls a place, and a name better than of sons and daughters. And I will give them an everlasting name that shall be not that shall not be cut off. Also the sons of the stranger. The sons of the stranger. That's us. <laughs> the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord to be his servants. Every one that keepeth my Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. 
their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. The Lord God, which gathereth the outcasts of Israel, saith, Yet will I gather other to him, besides those that are gathered unto him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's drawing and bringing his people unto himself in order to bring us to the house of prayer. Praise the Lord. The Lord's calling us and calling his people to a place of prayer, a place of communion with him. And we know that that's not just a place of, of talking and a place of telling God what to do or tell, uh, or explaining everything to God, but it's a place of communion. It's a place, it's being in his presence and hearing his heart and, and uh, speaking those things that, that he lays upon our hearts and hearing from him a place where we hear and, and pray and pray the heart of God. Hallelujah. Thank you for his drawing. Thank you for his calling. Thank you, Jesus. And the two things that, that we see here that, that mark this house are joy and prayer. Hallelujah. And we know that, that the joy of, of the Lord is our strength. And sometimes that joy will be manifested in just a, a serenity or a calmness. Sometimes it's manifested with great hilarity and praise and worship. Like we, like we sensed this morning, there was a true a worship that went up before him that was received because he drew us to his house this day, called us to his house to be in his presence. What a privileged people we are to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. To be where he's present and where he's active and where he's ministering and where he's speaking. It's one thing to go to church. It's another thing to go into the presence of the Lord and allow him to minister and allow him to speak, allow him to have his free course, give him his, the desire of his heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're grateful that he's called you to a place of prayer, to a house of prayer, to a house that's dedicated to him, to a house that's set apart for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A house of joy and a house of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. First Peter tells us that we're being built up a spiritual house, that we might offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's that that the Holy Spirit births within our heart that we present to him. Whether it be uh, praise or thanksgiving or intercession, it's a spiritual sacrifice. It's that that the Spirit of the Lord has worked within us. That that the Spirit of the Lord once uttered before the Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Everyone that keepeth my Sabbath from polluting it and that taketh hold of my covenant, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar, for mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Hallelujah. Mine house. Mine house. This is his house. He's very possessive of his house. This people are a people 
We're his possession. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. Hallelujah. And this is his house. And he watches very carefully over his house. Hallelujah. Mine house. Thank you, Jesus. His name. His name's been called here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we know that uh, in the Gospels, as we read the Gospels, that Jesus' life was marked by prayer. Hallelujah. It says that his baptism, he prayed, and the heavens were opened. Glory to God. Can you imagine that day when he was baptized and submitted to the will of the Father? The heaven was opened. Did you hear the Spirit say this morning that the heavens rejoice? Can you imagine how heaven rejoiced that day when he submitted himself and was baptized and prayed? Hallelujah. I'll tell you, heaven rejoiced this morning. Heaven rejoiced when we came before his presence. Heaven responded to that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when we pray, heaven's open. Glory to God. And the heavens rejoice. Hallelujah. I never read anywhere else in the scripture where he closed them, where he closed the heavens. Hallelujah. It says he being baptized prayed and the heavens were open. And I don't remember any place in the scripture where he says he closed it. Those heavens are still opened. And when we pray, those heavens are still opened and heaven responds. Heaven hears. We're not, bringing, we're not bringing ourselves before human mortal men. We're bringing ourselves before that one true and holy God, that one that Clark ministered this morning about, that holy God, that one that's, uh, that's far above that, that we're able even to, to speak like we would like to, even to utter like we would like to. There's just that within that only the Spirit of the Lord can respond to him and produce Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. The heaven was opened. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. When he opens his mouth, beloved, the heavens are opened. In Luke chapter 6, it said, Jesus went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in the prayer of God. In the prayer of God. Hallelujah. He didn't just go out there and talk. He went out there and communed with his father. He prayed the prayer of God. Hallelujah. There was such fellowship and such oneness that he wanted to, you know, he just continued all night in the prayer of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The prayer of God. What a wonderful God we serve. Thank you, Jesus, that he's calling us to that house of prayer. Hallelujah. A place, a place that's totally set apart for him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He maintained a life of communion with his Father. Hallelujah. Now let's turn to Luke chapter 11. And I want to read verses 1 through 4. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, 
teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. You know, he was praying in a certain place and that disciple heard something that he desired. He recognized when he was praying that there was something going on that he didn't know anything about, but he wanted to learn. He said, Lord, teach us to pray. Glory to God. As John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven. Glory to God. Our Father, which art in heaven. That speaks to us of a relationship of the Father, the one that's, the one that's in authority, that one that protects that one that provides. We call upon our Father, our Father. There's a relationship that's established in prayer. There's a relationship that's established when we come before his presence and call upon our Father. The Lord, after his resurrection, told Mary Magdalene, he says, I go to my Father and their Father, to my God and your God. He's his father, but he's our father. He's his God, and he's our God. Hallelujah. And we come before our father. Hallelujah. The one that cares for us, the one that provides for us. Hallelujah. The one that takes care. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Our Father, which art in heaven, glory to God. And heaven, heaven is the source of our help. Heaven is the source of our life, the source of our strength, where we look for our provision, for our help, to our Father, to heaven. Glory to God. Hallowed be thy name. Glory to God. There's that that recognizes who we're coming before. Glory to God. That that he ministered this morning of his holiness. There's a recognition that we're coming before a holy God. Hallelujah. That he's to be revered. And there's a reverence. There's a reverence that's wrought in our lives as we come before him. Hallelujah. There's a respect. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're not just talking to anyone. We're not just communing with anyone. We're communicating with a holy God. Glory to God one that loves us, one that loves for us to come, one that calls us to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We adore him because of his greatness. And we heard that this morning, too, the greatness of our God. Hallowed be thy name. Beloved, we were born. We were born to hallow his name. We've been burst into that place with him wherein we can truly reverence his name and truly bow before him and truly desire him above all else. Glory to God. He's calling. He's doing the calling, and he'll do the enabling. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He doesn't leave us in the dark. He speaks, and he gives us direction and help. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done. Glory to God. And more, one of the most important things in our lives is allowing the reign of Jesus Christ to become more evident within our lives. We want him to reign and rule in our lives. One that, that controls and directs our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. His righteousness, peace, and joy will be more evident. These are not just words written on a page. They're life to, life to be lived. It's a righteousness and a peace and a joy that's coming more and more into our being, more and more into our lives, more and more into his church. Glory to God. There's a stark difference between the life of the church and the body of Christ and this world. The life that's taking uh, place in this world and even in, uh, well, I won't go there. But anyway, <laughs> it's his life and it's his righteousness and peace and joy that we are desiring more and more of in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Hallelujah. We want to be totally submitted to his will. Hallelujah. To have his will, his desire, his desires being fulfilled in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Give us this, give us day by day our daily bread. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And that can be uh, spiritual and natural because he is our bread. Hallelujah. He is our bread, our daily bread. We sing that song, our daily bread. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also Forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Glory to God. There's such release. There's such healing comes with forgiveness. Glory to God. And he'll enable us to forgive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he has the power to keep us. He has the power to keep you from the evil that's in the world, the evil that's in this world and, all, and around you. He has the power to keep you, to guard you, to protect you. Hallelujah. That's especially, it's important for all of us, but it's especially important for our young people to know that he'll keep you from the evil one. The evil one doesn't have to have any effect in your lives. He'll keep you. And he's called you to a place of safety. He's called you to a place of prayer, place of communion. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's turn again to Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you. And I'm going to be sharing this out of the Amplified again because... The Amplified brings it out so clearly that that I sense the Spirit of the Lord wants to make uh, more clear in our lives, more settled in our lives and in our hearts to know this one that we're serving, this one that's called us. Thank you, Lord. 
hope that thing doesn't fall off of there. Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to start in verse 15. This is Paul's prayer. Paul's prayer for the body. And I shared a lot of this before, but it it bears repeating. The Lord taught uh, his disciples how to pray, and Paul, Paul prayed for the body of Christ. And it's very important that we become acquainted with those things that uh, the, desire, the Lord desires to, uh, us to be aware of in this day. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into the mysteries and the secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. You see Paul's desire for the church. It wasn't for prosperity or for things, but it was that they would have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, that he would grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into the mysteries and the secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And beloved, hope is those things that we can expect those things that we can expect to take place, those things that we can expect him to perform in our lives, that we might know the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. Glory to God, his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. Thank you, Lord. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be confirmed conferred not only in this age and in this world but also in the age and the world which are to come glory to God thank you Jesus and he has put all things under his feet and appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church a headship exercised throughout the church. You know, he's the one in control. He's the one that's in authority. You know, the brains are in the head. (laughs) And he's in control of this thing. He's the brains of this body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everything is under his feet, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives 
the full measure of him. Hallelujah. Glory to God, who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And in him, he's making everything complete and filling everything with himself. He doesn't want to leave us broken. He wants us to be complete. Hallelujah. To be whole, to be filled with his presence. Glory to God. He's the supreme head. And the church is to give voice to what the head is saying, what the head is doing, what the head is thinking. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And he's given us and desiring to grant to us that spirit of wisdom that we might, that we might know those things, that we might realize those things that he's called us to, those things that he set us apart for. Glory to God those things that he desires to do through his people, in his people, and through his people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm going to read verses 14 through 21, I think. For this reason, seeing the greatness of his plans by which you are being built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The greatness of his plan. The greatness of his plan. A little bit earlier, Paul even said that, uh, that the Lord was, was showing the angels that the angelic being beings that are in heavenly places are seeing the plan of God through the church. Glory to God. That just, that to me is so amazing that God is showing the angelic world his will and his purposes through the church. They're seeing the plan and purpose of God unfold through the church. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. For this reason, seeing the greatness of his plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. There it is again, the family. The, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory. Glory to God. To be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself, indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, what is the breadth, length, and height, and depth of it. 
We can't grasp and take hold of the things of God except by his spirit and by his power. But they are available to, through his church and in his church, through his power and, spirit, and his spirit working in us. And this is the verse I wanted to read. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. May have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Glory to God, that you may have the richest measure of his divine presence. And that's what it's all about, that we might have that, of his divine presence. That's, that's his desire for us, that his presence abide in us and live in us. That's what touches other people. That's what's effective. It's his presence. Glory to God. The full measure, the richest measure of the divine presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what sets us apart and makes us different. Different is his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And I want you just to turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 22. I'm just going to read one verse there. So good. First Chronicles 22, and I'm going to read verse 19. Now set your mind and heart to seek, inquire of, and require as your vital necessity. These things that the Lord is speaking uh, to his people are a vital necessity in our lives. That's what we've been born for. That's what we were ordained for. These things are a vital necessity. They're not just take it or leave it. They're a vital necessity. And require as your vital necessity the Lord your God. Arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord, your, of the Lord God so that the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God may be brought into the house built to the name and renown of the Lord. Glory to God. And this is when David uh, was instructing Solomon. But the thought that I wanted you to see and to hear was that, that, uh, that this is a vital, vital necessity. Thank you, Father. In First Chronicles 16, and I'm going to start at verse 4, because another aspect of prayer is thanksgiving. <clears throat> And it's so important that we have a thankful heart and we be thankful for that that the Lord is doing within us. First Chronicles in speaking and ministry. First Chronicles 16, verse 4. And David, uh, and this is David again, appointed Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to celebrate by calling to mind, thanking and praising the Lord, the God of Israel. And drop down to verse 7. Then on that day, David first entrusted to Asaph and his brethren 
the singing of thanks to the Lord as their chief task. And thanksgiving is so vital in our lives. This is such an unthankful, unthankful generation. But the Lord has a people that are thankful. Glory to God. And we're thankful for that that he's doing. We're thankful for that that he's saying. We're thankful for his provision. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his doings among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Meditate on and talk of all his wondrous works and devoutly praise them. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Yearn for and seek his face to be in his presence continually. Earnestly remember the marvelous deeds which he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered as in Egypt. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Paul, over and over again, thanked the Lord for, the, for his people and thanked the Lord for that that he was doing in his church to several of the churches he wrote and thanked the Lord for that, for their response, for that that the Lord was doing. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you. Verses 34 through 36. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. And say, save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. Hallelujah. A heart of thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And of course, uh, in John 19, John 17, the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer for his people is... Uh, it's very, very important, very vital that we, uh, that we have understanding of those things that he prayed because those things that he prayed for, that, that sanctification and, and the setting apart of his people and the keeping of his people unto the purposes and the plans of God is very, very vital in our lives to know and recognize that he prayed for us. His prayers are always answered. Glory to God. God always hears the Father because he always speaks those things that he hears the Father speaking and he always does those things that he sees the Father doing. Glory to God.